what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Welcome to episode 12, volume 5 of the Fantasy Formula, coming to you live from the penthouse of the Mesh Studios in a smoky, hazy, hickory, North Carolina. Hank, what's going on over there? You flowing a little of the new Tribe Called Quest coming at you. I tell you what, man, that's an exciting day when that album drops. I've been waiting for that for a long time, and I can tell you, they don't disappoint. And when you come with a legacy like Tribe Called Quest, you have to come correct, because they have not put out an album in years, Mm -hmm. and top to bottom, 16 songs, bananas. Wow, I cannot wait to check it out. I know they were on Saturday Night Live. With Dave Chappelle Saw right, it. the other night, so I got a, I got that DVR. I need to check that out too. But you know, while we've got a second before we talk about the fires and everything going in the mountains, yeah. kind of scary stuff going on up there. But um, where do you put Tribe in your list? Because you and I are kind of hip hop fans going way back. Where do you put them on your list? Are they one? Are they five? Where do you fit them in? Now let me. There, there's no question where they fit with me, and okay. I'm just going to be fair to the rest of the hip hop community because yes. it ends up music falls in a part of your life that you fall in love with it. When I started listening to hip hop, it was like kid and play, yeah. right? Yep. And it was stuff like that. It was Eric B and Big Daddy Kane mm-hmm. and those guys where I fell in love with it, like true love with it, was with Tribe Called Quest, yeah, right? right? So I got to tell you that Tribe is by far number one. Award tour, yeah. those albums, incredible. I expected a whole lot out of this new album, mm-hmm. and it did not disappoint, and it only makes me feel like they're that much better. Right. And when you have like B.I.G. and Tupac and some Eminem and those great ones that came after. Yep. I just feel like it all comes from this music. Sure. So by far, number one. Number one, without a doubt, from Mr. Imer. Yep, dude. I cannot disagree. My brother-in-law and I have these fights all the time because we rank. From, we'll go top fifty of all time, and we'll stay up till like six o'clock in the morning. Hip hop, and we'll go R and B, and then we'll go rock and roll, and then sure. we we'll go. I don't go country, but you <laughs> know what? I'm yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> polka. Oh gosh, that's great! Um, I've got Eric B and Rakim one. I, I love and it, and then I go Tribe two. Oh. That's where I put Tribe. But anyway, yeah, I can remember. You can remember parts of your life, like you mentioned, where there was just a song that kind of uh, hit. And I so listen to this situation. So I was a sophomore. I was a sophomore, and I went to my first like high school party. Okay, where I'd been to a couple parties when you're freshman, but it was at the the foundation center and their little dances, but I'm talking about a party at somebody's house that their parents were parents gone. Are gone. Parents are gone. Yeah. Right. Maybe there was a girl there yeah, that you like girls, maybe, you know, when everybody's hanging out on the couch and every and hickory parties were kind of everybody knows each other. Everybody's pretty right. cool. And so Roach, Big Roach was DJ and when DJ back then like he put a tape in and play a song. Right. Well he played Eric B and Rakim paid in full, right? I love it. And so it came on, and I had never, I never heard this song before. And I mean, I was looking around. I mean, where is this coming from? This right. is phenomenal. And so after I heard it, then he played. Anyway, I think he had Rob Bass playing after that. Anyway, it was just a good little eclectic mix of hip hop stuff. And so after that party, which was a fantastic party, I did have to be home at curfew by. I think 1030. 1030. 1030 yeah. I was 15. Come on, my mom and dad were trying to raise They pick them. you up. No, actually. They pick you up I, in that I, house no, party. Did you bring went. your parents to a house party? <laughs> I think I spent the night with Spooks and listen to this part. This is Uh-oh. even better. So at about 745, because we're getting to parties early back then, but we're there at 630, you know, because sure. we gotta get our time yeah. in. So about 745, the party's just kind of getting cranked up and wrote to the phone rang. And so I was spending the night with Steven Sparks Spooks, you know him. 
and the phone rang and the music stops, just like in the movies. Er, spooks, your mommy's on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of the party. Oh gosh, it was great. So Stephen and I always talk about how funny that was for our first party. I mean, it's everything like you can imagine a first high school party. Sure, would be, you know. So anyway, that's where I heard Eric being rocking for the first time. Continue to love him forever. Tribe Call Quest right behind him. Before we go on, why don't you hit that next track? Just a little snippet of that other one that you were talking about. Sure. Yeah. Give the audience kind of what you guarantee hit them with here. <laughs> Pull that down a little bit. So what without Fife, though, you know, that sound like Buster Rhymes was on there and they've got probably other special guests. But is the vibe still the same without Fife? And actually, I think they said Fife had a couple songs. He did. Prior he did. to his. Passing. That first one, the first, the guy after Bust was that was five. God, I wasn't even listening to that. Yeah, so he's on a couple of it, and he's part of it yeah. because you know it's not like it's like you know a band that had somebody for a year or two. These are the guys that were together twenty five years, sure. worked on this album together. This album is Tribe Called Quest is his legacy. This album is a small portion of his legacy. Yes, and. I got to be completely honest, and I think that my music, uh, what I get out of music is the same, and this album is, I, I love, you know, there's a few songs that aren't as good as others for me, but I'm excited about eight, 16 songs. Yep. That's crazy to me. I mean, that's crazy to me, because I could whittle through an album and pick three that I like out of one. Sure. So I, I feel like this what they did with this one is, and it could be because it they hadn't had one out in tw- you know ten years, and I wanted one, and it probably tug at your heart a little bit for nostalgia's sake, sake because you missed them so much, and then you hear them again, and you're like, damn, I've missed you, right? You know what I mean? Have you seen the documentary about Tribe? Yes. Okay. Pretty awesome. I think Michael Rapaport, I think that's his name, right? He's yep. the dude that does it. It's it's pretty awesome. I didn't realize. I knew Q Tip was ultra talented he's kind of like pharrell before pharrell even pharrell said that right and right during the day he was like dude he's my idol although he got he took his his fanged fandom a little bit too serious in the middle of his career and pharrell didn't do it like there was a point where q-tip almost alienated himself because sure. he was like i'm he, he almost kanye west it yes I, I, you're right you know when he went out on his first solo album yes and he pulled it back together yeah that's maybe why I thought I like Fife Dog better than Q-Tip. After I saw that documentary, maybe because I thought Q-Tip was too arrogant. And, you know, Fife was just Fife. He didn't care. He didn't care, but he just liked to flow and liked to watch sports. That's yeah. all. He didn't care about the fashion and all this stuff that Q was doing, all his things. But he just cared about the music and his sports. So. Right. Anyway, I really dug that documentary. Y'all check it out if you can. And, Hank, um, so let's talk a little bit what we've got going on in Hickory. It's a scary situation. So it hasn't rained here in like 19 days. And we live in the foothills of North Carolina. And so the mountains are just a hop, skip, and a jump, maybe an hour from us, if you will. And there are some fires, some serious forest fires going on, burning hundreds and hundreds of acres. You can smell the smoke every day when you wake up. You right. can see the haze. You know, you just mentioned that you're company and your employees that you work with you are donating some money and some time and some supplies i guess to right. help the firefighters which is very admirable of you do you know anything more about this fire i know it's in morganton south mountain area right. but it's so, all over the place kind of right? yeah i mean it, it the the biggest thing you know i don't know how many acres it's really affecting somebody I, i've heard some pretty large numbers but i don't know if they're true but um the thing that I, I find so amazing is you know the firefighters of western north carolina are taking shifts and there's firefighters coming from Florida. Wow. There's several from Alaska that what? have come in, and they're asking for any supplies because, you know, you don't think about it, but they're trying to, like, burn a fire in front of the fire mm-hmm. to burn it out, and then they got to make sure that doesn't get out of hand. Sure. And so, you know, they're— and it's so dry right and it, now. Oh, it's you incredibly know? dry. Dude. And so they are sleeping anywhere they can sleep. Mm-hmm. They're— I mean, pretty much on their own dime coming out here to help stop this fire. Wow. And the sad thing is, is it doesn't look like we're going to get rain for a while. Mm-hmm. And that's the sad thing. We need it. And, you know, you go outside and it's affecting 
everybody, and I'm not saying that this is, you know, this is what it's about, but you know, even like our kids at, at school, they're not letting them outside to play, right. you know, so they have recess inside. I mean, it is that close to us. Right. That is, you know, when you walk out of your office, I'm sure you smell it. Yeah. We, we smell it. Can't help but smell it. It's everywhere. Right. So, you know, hopefully we can get a little bit of a surprise shower to help those guys out. Maybe Saturday they had it forecasted early, but now I think they've changed it. So anyway, yeah, just pray for some rain and, and pray for those firefighters that are uh, risking their lives every day for us. So, Yes. More power to you, firefighters. Keep up the good work. Good for you and your company, Hank, to help them in their fight to save these forests and to save, you know, lives. So, with that being said. Changing. (laughs) Changing the tune here. Okay, so this weekend, Hank, how did you do last weekend? Let's talk about a little fantasy. How'd you do last weekend? And playoff races are right in front of us. They are. And it's, I mean, it is getting down to the wire and I don't know. Let's, let's, uh, first of all, I, um, I ended up winning. Mm. Okay. And, uh, I did not think I was going to win. Yeah. Okay. So sauce boss came in very confident. I was very sauce boss. So I came in very confident and I put up some good numbers, but the champ is who I was playing, Mr. Lawrence Thompson. And he kind of freaked out. Rivals. They are. The ultimate rivals. Love to beat this guy. <laughs> Love to. Okay, this is the same guy that has shoes that says uh, LT beats Hank or something. I don't care what it says. I don't even know if that's right. Um, but his team is called the champ because he was the champion last year. And he was up 136 to 123 okay i had a gap and i had cj procise so going into monday night going into monday night and so he needed to score 13 points for me to win and he scored 18 and i took (laughs) home the victory and i cannot tell you how much i love to beat the champ also known as lt thompson well just hitting a little bit of fantasy info regarding cj procise if you will christine michael was the guy that was in front of cj procise that People were hyping him, and then we actually even sit on here, dude. Go try to get Rawls and Procise because Christine Michael's on his way out. Well, he got cut today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So on, we're coming to you on a Wednesday, November. I think it's the sixteenth. Sixteenth. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. So Christine Michael is no longer on the Seattle Seahawks, but I did hear this: Green Bay Packers are in the mix to maybe try to pick him up. I don't know if he will succeed there, but. I've heard his name. I also heard Cleveland might cut Isaiah Crowell, and then he might be on the Packers' radar. Why they would do that when they stink? Why would they just cut Isaiah Crowell? The leading rusher. Yeah, exactly. The only guy that actually does anything for them. Cleveland is a complete disaster. They're terrible. I saw on the I saw on ESPN they were talking about uh, good things. Uh, quarterbacks are getting healthy in. Cleveland, why is that a good thing? <laughs> why is it good that RG3 is healthy and is an option? Right. I'm like, Please paint no. me in a corner Please and give me one so I don't have to freaking decide. Yes, yes, exactly. Cleveland right now is basically fighting for – it was fighting for. Oh, they're fighting. They want the number one draft pick. Who that would – who would – they would need a quarterback, obviously, right? So would it be Deshaun? Because they're going to be the number one. They don't win a game, obviously. They're going to have, have the number one pick. I think Jacksonville has two wins. Anyway, they're all fighting for this number one pick. I'd start losing more. Absolutely. Pull the Philadelphia 76ers uh, strategy. Just lose, 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 lose. Get the number one pick. Win, 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 win. And then win, 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 win. But Philadelphia continues not to in NBA (laughs) basketball. But would it be Deshaun Watson? Would it be the Notre Dame quarterback? Who would it be? You know, I – you know, most teams you can look at it and say, all right, the scheme would need a very mobile quarterback, right? If you had a scheme, if you had a scheme at all, and I don't think they have a flipping clue yes. of what their identity is, and so unfortunately, I think the person that goes there and they, they, let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. So, say Watson gets drafted, okay, okay, by them. If you're looking at it as a career, do you think to yourself, "I'm going to have two bad seasons, three bad seasons <clears throat> in a bad town," not? get booed out because I didn't win because the coaching and other players or whatever. And there goes my career. I'm a number one draft pick and I don't get a shot. Right. Or do you get picked up by a new, I mean a new England sit on the bench for three years. Brady gets, I don't know, suspended for something like usual. 
you get to play three games. You play great because you got three great guys. You're I mean, a hero. You're yeah. a hero. Yeah. Then you get a seventy million dollar contract <laughs> to go to K- yeah. Kansas City. So your question is, what would you prefer? Like, what would you rather do? Would you pull an Eli Manning and say, "I'm not going to the Chargers"? I don't know if I would. I, I, that's a good question. That took balls, by the way, oh, for it, Eli. Yeah, it certainly did, and he got booed out, but it turned out for his circumstance to be the right decision. However, Philadelphia, uh, Philip Rivers went to San Diego. Anyway, all that stuff that happened. But, um, yeah, I, I feel what you're saying. I would probably say Deshaun Watson going to Cleveland, they would have to start him immediately. You know, we could look at Jared Goff, if you will. You know, he sat out a few weeks. Remember what I said at the very beginning of this podcast when I was watching that Hard Knocks? I said – Jared Goff looks like a complete idiot. He is no way the number oh, yeah. one pick. It's proven so far. We'll see what he does as he starts, but they're terrible. He should have started already. There's five other rookie quarterbacks starting, and the number one pick is not. Right. Weird. So we'll see what happens there. But Deshaun Watson, yeah, he's fantastic, but he's not going to turn that Cleveland Brown franchise around. I'm sorry. It's not going to God happen. himself couldn't turn that. You know what yes. I mean? Just saying, like, at this point, you need – yeah. Jesus behind Divine the ball. help. Yeah, Divine and I mean, help. I think it's just ridiculous to bring a kid in there. And, I mean, just like, if you like the kid, don't draft him, Cleveland. Right. You know? <laughs> they should, Cleveland, should one more time, roll the dice, trade that number one pick for like eight other picks. Yeah. And just get better everywhere else. And then bring... Bring Tony Romo in. He'll be available next year, I guarantee you. Dak Prescott. Because you hear Tony Romo press conference today said, this is Dak's team. He's earned it. He's earned it. I'm stepping back. What? And we talked about this. Remember a couple of podcasts? Yeah. How you thought he might do that. And I was like, there's no way he'll do that. His ego's too big. But he did it. So Say it. Say what? You were right. <laughs> Never going to say those words. Say you were right, Hank. But his ego is still, I think Jerry Jones and the coaching said, you do this, son of a bitch. I'm going <laughs> to kill you. So anyway, he was forced to do Don't it. make this a fight. Exactly. So anyway, Romo is taking second fiddle, passenger seat, whatever you want to do for Dak because he should because Dak is balling right now. They beat the Steelers this weekend. I mean, they on the road, that's hard to do. They're playing great ball. They are playing good ball. Speaking of playing – Let's go opposite, contrary that playing bad ball, the Panthers. All right, I'm going to the game tomorrow night. Check this out, dude. Look at this guy. This Your grin got three woo! inches wider. Woo! <laughs> so we're leaving at three. And this just came out of nowhere. Check when's, this out. When's that game start? It's, it's, I think it's at 8.30. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're leaving Hickory. So a friend of mine and his wife said, hey, Y'all want to go to the game? I'm like, sure. This is about a month ago. And so it started just, let's go to the game. Sure. Next was, we got a couple hotel rooms. Why don't like, we use hey, them? Okay, why not? Guess what? There's a reservation at this nice restaurant at 615. <laughs> well, guess what? I think I can make that one too. Possibly a shopping spree on Friday after lunch. <laughs> <laughs> so it kept building and building. Next thing I know, dude, we're in for 48 hours of just fun, fun, fun in the sun. Are you going to be here for the podcast next week? <laughs> uh, what podcast? <laughs> what podcast are you talking about? Um, so anyway, it's going to be cool. But the tickets, I haven't been to a, I went to a Panther game last year, and normally we're in the upper bowl. <laughs> Hand you a Kleenex. <laughs> yeah, the upper bowl, if you will. Occasionally we'll get down. I've been to the Skybox maybe once or twice. These are $455 tickets a piece. Dude, where is that going to put me? I don't know. What Does that mean we're going to be like lower, lower level, like Right there near Kukli or Kikli or whatever. Kukli, <laughs> Right near Ted Ginn Jr. Hey, what you might be banging that, uh, that, <laughs> that drum, drum at the beginning. What if you turn it on at 8.15 you see me, boom, boom, boom. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that would be incredible. Oh, with a Fantasy Formula shirt on, you know, yeah. promoting us. Oh, it'd be great. Oh, it would be great. I don't know where that puts you for that yeah. kind of ticket price. Yeah. But – you're going. You might get blood on you when yeah, they get hit. It's fantastic. That is fantastic. Well, speaking of that game, you know, Panthers laid another egg. They all they had to do was hold a 17 to zip lead Horrible. in the fourth quarter, and they had the momentum. But when you you've, you've been to a night game before, Panthers. Yeah. First of all, let's start here. Would you prefer a night game to a Sunday 1 p.m. game? Like, what what would you rather go to? This way, the pros and cons. I've thought about this. I, I, no, you're talking about as a spectator. Spectator. Yes, as a fan. As a fan. So. Pros, Sunday, 1 o'clock, you go to the game, have a couple, relaxed atmosphere. You get home at a decent time. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Night game. Pros, hype. Every The whole world's watching this game. Yep. 
Normally drink a little bit more in the evening times. <laughs> Normally get about two thirty in the morning, and the school—it's a school night. Yeah. So tell me what you would prefer. Well, under those <laughs> constraints, I'm going to take the day game all the time. But the, I, let's let's rewind the tape just a minute, and let's go back to to the the process that you said you were going to do on Thursday. Let's leave at three. Let's go to a really nice dinner at seven. Yeah. Let's go to the game. Walk to our hotel. Yeah. Wake up late. See. Go on a shopping spree. See. Yes. Yes. How? Sir. I mean, it's weird. I'd marry you right now for that. <laughs> hey, buddy, what's great is these aren't my plans. The dude that got the tickets and his wife, they've got this is their plan. They were like, "Hey, y'all down? Of course we're down. You know, <laughs> of course we are. Oh yeah." So, um, night game, this is what I would prefer. I would prefer night game. I like the hype, the energy, the vibe of a night game, knowing that you're the only show in town. As long as you don't have to go to work, go to work the next day. You know, yeah. if you can chill, night game's where it's at. But Sunday at 1, <clears throat> how about another con here? Sunday at 1, all the other games are going on. You can't watch them because you're stuck watching that one. You can look on your phone for the scores, but it's not the same as sitting in your den watching Red Zone. Right. And and I can tell you, we've we've talked about this. It's like, you know, games you want to go to. And, you know, before I've been to a Final Four. I've been to yeah. a final game. Yeah. I, you know, I've been to big uh, – I've been playoff football. I've been, you know, to big games. I'm starting to get to the point where I kind of just want to watch it in my house, man. <laughs> I kind of don't care about it because, you know, usually I'm not spending the money to be without my binoculars, right. you know, I mean, to see what's going on. And I'd rather just, you know, beer's a lot cheaper on my couch, bro. Absolutely. And it's not that far of a walk to the bedroom just to pass <laughs> out of the bed instead of walking to your car and driving an hour and a half home, right? I know. Hey, yeah. now you're starting to get it. Now <laughs> hey, you're starting hey, to get it. But this guy's whining and dining you. <laughs> you. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So look for me and my boo and a couple of our buddies banging that drum on Thursday night. <laughs> I cannot wait to, to be out there on the field. I might sing the national anthem. <laughs> I hope so. I hope you lead them out with the big Panthers like, oh, oh gosh, this That'll is be, wonderful. It would be great. Okay. Good luck to you, brother. Thank I hope you, you get a man. tackle. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. All right, buddy. Well, without further ado, we've got to do a quick show because of all these forest fires. So let me jump right in here and let's go with the Fantasy 45, the fastest 45 seconds in fantasy football. As we mentioned, the Thursday night special is the 825 kick between the Carolina Panthers and the New Orleans Saints. Dang it, if Carolina would have got that win on Sunday, like we mentioned, it been three in a row, the momentum for this game, all the hype, it would have been, mm, you could just taste it. It would have been so wonderful. And they're already rivals. Yeah, they're big rivals anyway. Division right. rivals. Division rivals. Son of a gun. Idiot. Camp. All right. Why throw that? What started it was that pick six, you know? Yep. He's falling down. Just go take the sack, get out of there. They haven't moved the ball all day. <sighs> anyway. Vegas got the number. Look how dejected I am right now. I, know. I don't even want to go to the game. Some bitch. I guarantee you'll be ready by five. <laughs> Hell, shit, three, buddy. <laughs> uh, Carolina, Vegas got them. Three and a half point favorite at home, total 52. I kind of like the over. I think the hype and everything else. I feel like the Panthers are like, you know, a few plays away from getting it done. Yeah. And, and I like that number at 52. You know that the Saints are going to get theirs. Yeah. I mean – the um, Drew Brees is like third in the league in yardage, right? He's going to get his. And I feel like Thursday night in Charlotte against a division rival, they're going to come out to play. I don't know if they're going to beat them at, at home, unfortunately. Yeah. But I think they're going to score a lot because you know the Saints are going to score a lot. Mm -hmm. I feel a whole lot uh, better taking the over than I do a team number. Yeah, that three and a half, that little hook's a little scary right there on that line. I think Carolina can do it, get it done at home, but that little hook. Like, I can see a last-second field goal to win the game for the Panthers, right. and they win by three. Anyway, I like that over. Do you think – okay, Devin Funches, he started the season – okay, this is fantasy stuff we're talking about here, Hank. Is Devin Funches worth a flex play flyer, even if it's daily fantasy, you know, a Thursday night special? Can De Devin Funches be in any lineups? No. No, right? No. No. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like the receivers aren't as solid as they, uh, they, you know, I mean, like Kelvin Benjamin is a solid and Olsen is a solid, but they still are inconsistent and that affects their whole offense. And if he's looking at those first two, he barely gets to three and four. True. He's normally getting sacked by then. You know right. what I mean? Good Lord, or he's running. So anyway, we'll take uh, the Carolina. Well, I'm going to take Carolina. 
minus the three and a half. Maybe I'll buy the hook, but would definitely like the over the 52. Thursday night special, bong, bong, bong on the drums. <laughs> Next up, Tennessee at Indianapolis is Sunday at 1 o'clock. Mariota for the Tennessee Titans is balling out fantasy numbers, putting up three touchdowns passing, normally at least 70 yards rushing. Looking very, very good for these Tennessee Titans. They tromped. Is that a word, tromped? Trump. Yes, Trump. Yes, Trump. 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 Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, what a week. Yeah. So he they beat Green Bay last week. Now Indianapolis, <clears throat> they have to travel there to play to play Andrew Luck and these Colts. Indianapolis had the bye last week. Will right. they be ready? Can they? Are they rested? Are they ready to take on this Titans team? Vegas thinks they are. Got them as a minus three point favorite at home. Total fifty three. Second time in a row, I'm taking the incoming visitor to win this game. Wow. I think Tennessee comes in there even off the bye week and wins this game. Yeah. I can see that because they're moving the ball so well offensively. However, I don't think their defense will be able to slow down Andrew Luck. I'm going to go against you, Hank. I'm going Indianapolis minus the three. You got Tennessee plus the three, but I do like the over 53 in this contest. Next up, 1 o'clock p.m. kick. Detroit Lions also coming off a bye from last weekend, playing host to yeah, probably the second worst team in the league, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Stafford, all these weapons, Theo Riddick, Marvin Jones, Golden Tate, Eric Ebron, offensively, can they move the ball against this Jacksonville D, who's actually playing a little bit better? Number, Detroit, minus six and a half total, 47. I love it at six and a half. It's seven. That scare me a little bit more, but under that touchdown, absolutely, I'm taking Detroit. Allen Robinson fantasy news here. Allen Robinson for the Jaguars is actually last two games, put up touchdown each game, about 30 fantasy points in a full-point PPR last week. He's coming on a little bit, I think, as a fantasy stud this week. Allen Robinson can get it done against a pretty poor Detroit secondary. Just mark him down on your fantasy list if you've got him or if you're playing daily fantasy football. He's coming in at about a $6,000 range. You can grab him, start him on Sunday. Should be a uh, a lock for at least 18 fantasy points. Next up, Tampa Bay at Kansas City. Kansas City coming off the win on the road. Now they're playing at home. Seven and a half point favorite over Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay walloped those Chicago Bears. Hey, did you go back and listen to how you picked? We actually agreed on a lot of games last weekend. I think we did pretty good on our picks. I didn't go back and look at them. I but Because I know that we said if Doug Martin plays, we like Tampa Bay. You like Tampa Bay anyway. Right. Chicago, they right. killed them. Right. Um, You're going to give me a prop. Why don't uh, you continue down that road? <laughs> race, race, race. All right, so what, let's move forward. Let's go. <laughs> Tampa Bay, seven and a half point dog on the road, total 44 and I a half. think it's easy to take the over right here at 44 and a half. Do you I think, really? What do you think? I just think that both I, – I feel like Jameis Winston is now feels like he's got weapons. Mm-hmm. I feel like they were out of this equation. I think Kansas City can – is still play. I mean, you know, I know that their running back situation was, but they ran the ball last week pretty well. Like the yeah. portion of the game that I watched, and I think Tampa Bay with Mr. Martin in the backfield and Brait, yeah, Cameron Brait. I mean, they're well. throwing the ball to that guy all the time, and it, it's been a good outlet for him. I like it. I think I say that they are able to hit that over. Do you uh, realize now with Doug Martin coming back into the mix? I don't know if he's. Is he full-time back in the mix now? Like, he wasn't last game. I didn't think so. But I think it's safe to cut Jaquez Rogers now. Do you think it's safe? I mean, he's banged up anyway. I mean, right. you're hoping Doug Martin's going to carry you. I think the other guy is Peyton Barber. Yep. Does that sound right? Yep. Maybe you hold on to Peyton Barber one more week if you've got Doug Martin and Barber just to make sure that he's going to be cool. But maybe after next week, just like we predicted, if Doug Martin shows, which I think he's going to have a huge game, he could carry you to the playoffs. He could. The Super Bowl. Even, Man, if you, know? you, I mean, if that's the piece that you've held on to, I mean, I'm going to be a prime example to sit here and talk about it. If, if, if he freaks out, it's going to be good for people. Yeah. And just a hypothetical situation. You've got Alex Smith as a Kansas City Chief fan or manager or coach or whatever. And Dallas calls and said, hey, I got Tony Romo sitting over here for a pl- ready for a playoff run. Do you bench Alex Smith and go try to get Tony Romo to lead your team? Because Do you think Alex Smith can win a Super Bowl, first of all? Let's start there. He gets him to the playoffs. Can he win a Super Bowl? I don't know if he can, but the other side of that is, okay, just let's think of how smart Jerry Jones is, okay? Mm-hmm. And let's think about how he builds these teams and how much he loves Tony Romo. Mm-hmm. Now, I think I'm real smart in telling them that they bench Tony because Tony has watched Dak make this team. 
But what if Tony isn't 100%? And mm-hmm. they bring him back just now to make him as trade bait. So say he comes into Kansas City and he's not playing. He's playing Russell Wilson football. Right. Injured Russell Injured Wilson. Injured Russell Wilson. And not Tony Romo quality football. So Tony Romo right now, after not having him play all year, absolutely not. I'd stay with Alex Smith. You don't know what you don't know what if Romo had a good, you know, uh history for this year, absolutely. But I'm sticking with Alex Smith. I don't know if he's the caliber of quarterback that can win a Super Bowl. But, but it's Tony Romo either. We have Tony Romo hasn't proven that he can win a Super Bowl. He's won one playoff game. Right. One. Gross. Yeah, so anyway, yes, yeah, I would I'm with you. Stick with Alex Smith, let him carry you as far as he can. Who knows? Maybe he'll surprise some folks. Hi, I'm Alan. I'm Chris. And we're the co-host of Foot Candle Films, a movie review and film discussion show here on TheMesh.TV. Each episode, we talk about some new movies, cover some film news, and have some recommendations. And trust us, we're just as likely to talk about the latest Jim Jarmusch film as we are the newest Transformers installment. Hold on, don't get too crazy. Uh, Well, okay, maybe not that bad. But you can find our show and all our episodes on TheMesh.TV. Plus, you can subscribe to get new episodes delivered right to your computer or mobile device. We'll see you in the ticket line. Next up, uh, we've got the Chicago Bears at the New York Giants. Giants coming off the Monday night win against – who did they just beat? I just watched this game. Seattle? No. Nope. Okay. Cincinnati. Yeah, 21-20. Yep, Cincinnati. Giants. Giants actually on a little bit of a roll here, three games in a row. Vegas got the number, started at six, been bet up to seven and a half. You've heard the news, fantasy-wise, Alshon Jeffrey suspended – Four to week, week 15. To yeah. week 15 for PED. So, Jay Cutler's favorite weapon gone. This Bears team is disintegrating. And they've even said that they don't, that he's lost the locker room. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, no, I mean, I, he, I, Cutler is done in the locker room. People are, are yeah. disgusted with him. They said he was talking bull behind people's backs and then in the locker room, or not even to the media, just to some other players, and the other players ratted him out to the players he was talking about. Now there's complete dissension in the ranks. Unbelievable. Chicago Bears, listen to their two wideouts now. You've got that Christmas guy, or what? you know who I'm talking Lloyd? about? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I can't. It's, Lloyd, it's, Lloyd. It's the dude that had a pretty good start. Anyway, he's one wide receiver, and Eddie Royal is the next, and Eddie Royal is so banged up, he doesn't even know if he can play, so – is seven and a half even enough? No. Would you play anybody on the Bears team right now? If you if you had a fantasy player on there right now, it, no, there's no way. It makes it easy for Je- for me not to play Jeffrey now. True, makes yeah. it easy. You could cut him, dude. Well, you know what I'm saying, yeah. I mean, the only thing is, is in the last playoff game, if I have a receiver that is banged up and he comes back for one last game, I'd at least have somebody that's a star, you know, a number one. But even if he comes back, will he, you know what I'm saying? Like if they don't win another game between it, would he even play? I mean, I don't, I don't know. you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Is this a ploy to get me to drop him so you can pick him up? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, anyway, Giants seven and a half. The Giants always seem to play to their competition, but this Bears team is so bad. You got to take the Giants. You can't take the Bears. No. Got to lean no. Giants minus the seven and a half. 45 and a half is the total. Hank, you got any thought there? I'd go under because I don't think that they're going to be able to score. The Bears will not score. Right. So you got to take the under. Under the total all day long. 45 and a half. Giants minus the seven and a half. Next up, Arizona Cardinals versus the Minnesota Vikings, who about three weeks ago I said was the best team in the NFL. Now they might be the third to worst team. This team stinks. They cannot block anybody. Sam Bradford's running for his life. They have no running game. Their offensive line's in shambles. Their defensive line, little banged up, secondary banged up. Can I go on? Should I go further? I will take Arizona after that. (laughs) (laughs) A healthy dose of Arizona on that one. Listen to this, Hank. This is interesting. So AP, you know, he wasn't supposed to be back until maybe if Minnesota made the playoffs. He said he's ready to come back next week. Mm-mm. That's what he's saying. Don't bring him back. Don't do it. You know, I know he's a, I mean, he's a wild beast. He can do whatever he wants to his body. Just heals itself automatically. But don't do it. Even if he says, "I want to go in," I'm begging you to. You can't play him. No. Right. No. Yeah. What? Yeah. There's no sense in it. So anyway, at, right now Minnesota is a pick'em at home. Arizona total 40 and a half. No, like Arizona without a shadow of a doubt. They're actually starting to 
spread the ball around a little bit. Absolutely. Floyd got the ball. Floyd finally, finally. Shows but this up. is what happened last year. Yeah. Last year he ended up freaking out at the end of the year. So let's see if that works out. Well, you notice too, Fitzgerald is a little banged up. He's oh, giving. Yeah. Maybe that's why Floyd's getting a little bit more of a run. Keep your eye on Fitzgerald if you start him every week. Watch him this week. I, I hear he's a little banged up. We like Arizona, and I'm gonna lean under that forty and a half. Okay, Buffalo at Cincinnati are. Next 1 o'clock game on a Sunday. Cincinnati coming off the loss against the New York Giants. Buffalo coming off the loss to Seattle. But they show, you know, they actually played pretty good to stay in that game. Mm-hmm. LaShawn McCoy, still a top five running back fantasy-wise for me. Cincinnati, three-point favorite at home, total 47. Uh, I like Cincinnati again. I mean, I you can't go against big bad Andy Dalton every week. <laughs> I th- I like Andy Dalton. I like a team. They just got to play better. It's like, you know, it's kind of like the Panthers. It's like, how can you not play better with these tools around you? They have the guys on Monday Night Football we're even talking about. They said Cincinnati has the most talent. Yeah. They're probably the top three talented, most talented team in the NFL, but they just cannot get it. You ever seen Swingers? Oh, yes. You ever seen the part when he's like, you know, they're at that bar and he won't ask out that girl mm-hmm. because he says that they the girl won't like him. His boys are hyping him up. And they're yeah. like, "You're like a big bear, and you got these teeth and these fangs and yeah. these these claws, and you you could kill this little, little bunny. bunny and yeah. you don't want to use these things, man. Yeah. That's exactly what Cincinnati's doing. Sure, I, hey, great analogy. Hey, man. go great. kill that rabbit. Go kill that little bunny. <laughs> um, yeah, Cincinnati. AJ Green still true. Still proves to be a force on the outside. He catches a touchdown almost every week. They need to get that running game moving a little bit. They can't decide between Giovanni Bernard and Jeremy Hill. It's, you know, it's tough to even start those guys because you don't know who's going to get the carries. I do like the Cincinnati team at home. They got to have a win. I mean, they're backs against the wall. Got to have a win. Let's go Cincinnati minus a three. That total 47 is a little high for me. I would lean under 47. Here we go to Big D, Dallas. We've been talking about them all day. Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott. Who would would you say Ezekiel Elliott could be in the running for the most valuable player Absolutely. of the entire league? Absolutely. I mean, who else would be there, really? Um, you got Ezekiel Elliott and who? Oh, hold on here. Let's look for let, a, let me, a, wide rec- a quarterback maybe that – oh, they said David Carr or isn't that David? Matt, no, Matt, Derek Carr. Derek, Derek Carr. Carr would be – but, you know, Matt Ryan is leading in. Matt Ryan, yeah. He's had a great, great year. DeMarco Murray's had a great year. He has. He's yes. had a great year. And don't forget about our boy Jones in Atlanta. Yes, he's had a phenomenal year. Phenomenal year. Yeah. I mean, he's the one that's allowing Matt – Brian to have the year he's having. So. I still say Zeke's the leader in the club. I do too. I do too. I think he's. I think he's having a hell of a year. Him, you know, in those running backs that are in the top, you know, three: Ezekiel Elliott, Demarco Murray, Melvin Gordon. Without those three on that team, they would, they would not be near the team that they are. Sure. Absolutely, I agree. I mean, Dak should give him a steak dinner after every game. No doubt. No doubt. Dallas right now at this 1 o'clock game is a 7-point favorite at home. The total is 45, Hank. Baltimore, Flacco is a little banged up right now. Uh, I think he is going to get the start, but he is a little gimpy. Really offensively for Baltimore, Terrence West in the backfield. I mean, Mike Wallace on the outside, you know, like – the total's 45. Can Baltimore, maybe Dallas scores 45 by themselves? I don't know. What do you think about this total? I don't think I, – I wouldn't deal with that because it's an easy, easy bet on uh, Dallas to win this game. Yeah. So I think that may be the play of the century. <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 ding. All right, you heard it here. Dallas, the play of the century by Mr. Eimer. I'm going to lean that way too, minus the seven. I'm going to lean under the 45. Next up. Pittsburgh at the lowly, lowly Cleveland Browns. Second play of the century. <laughs> uh, that's great. Cleveland, this is it. It's only an eight point number, but they are at home. They are at home. You know, you don't laugh at me. Well, please laugh at me because I deserve to be laughed at. I'll gamble a little bit, a couple shekels here and there. Right? <laughs> I have been on Cleveland. I'm not kidding you. I bet on Cleveland. How many games have we been through? This is week 11. I bet on them eight out of ten weeks, thinking this is the week. This is the week. This is the week. <laughs> this is not the week. This is not the week. Yes, I mean, why? Why do I do? I just punish myself. I'm so stupid. But anyway, Cleveland plus the eight, forty-eight total. Vegas. What do you yeah, got, Hank? I, if it were eighty-eight, I'd still take them, man. <laughs> There's no way I'm betting on Cleveland. There's no way, especially if they're like, "Ooh, RJ three is ready." <laughs> Forget that. Keep in. 
Clay Johnson or whatever that cat's name is that's Cody playing. Cody Kessler. Whatever. <laughs> whatever that guy's name is, keep him in there, and let's just keep losing, get that number one pick. There you go. Yeah, Pittsburgh all the way here. Minus the eight at Cleveland. You know, a few of our friends went to this game last weekend, Pittsburgh at or Dallas at Pittsburgh, and said they had a hell of a time. I could imagine going to a game in Pittsburgh or one of those just savage NFL towns. Football you know? towns. Yeah, football towns. I think it would be really, really cool to check out a game there. I've been to – So grown men had fun at a yeah. football game. <laughs> breaking news, breaking news. It's just in. <laughs> Grown men enjoyed watching football and drinking beer. <laughs> Back to you, Chet. <laughs> That's great. You know, I was the games I've I've been to a couple NFL games. I saw a great one in Jacksonville. Oh, <laughs> this is exactly my point. You could have watched any team play on that field and had a great time. Oh, so funny, so funny. All right, moving on. We got Pittsburgh all day long. I'm gonna go over 48 too. All right, here come the afternoon games, Hank, coming right at you. 4 o'clock, Miami at the Los Angeles Rams. And, yes, you're hearing it here first. Jared Goff will make his first professional start as a Los Angeles Ram. Hank, can he get it done? Look at this number. It's basically, well, my, let's say it's a pick em. It opened as a pick em. Now it's bet up to Miami minus one, maybe because Goff is quarterbacking. But can he get it done in his first game at home? The fans are going to be rooting for him. What do you think will happen? I don't think he can put it together. I think that Miami wins this game. Um, I think he may have a a decent performance because, I mean, obviously he's a good quarterback, a good college quarterback, but um, I don't think he's going to be able to come out and win this game. Yeah, Trent Dilfer, the ESPN analysis yesterday, I was listening to him, and he said there is no way – he loves golf. He said he's been – golf went to all these football camps when he was like eight years old and up. He said he loves golf – thinks of him as a son said there is no way he's ready he said his college coaches the offense he ran was very elementary one read two read just throw it deep that's what california did and he said he is no ready he is no way ready to be an nfl he no ready he no ready (laughs) she shall she so anyway i'm taking you know miami's won four games in a row too miami's playing well they're finally they got jay ajayi and tanny hill is not forcing stuff he's just letting it come to him so managing the game just like alex smith managing the game let's go miami minus the one i'm gonna lean under the 40 next up new england at san francisco 425 kick new england 13 point favorite. Golly, in that's a big. That's a huge number. Do you know Tom Brady did not throw a touchdown last weekend? Did you know that? I did not Against know that. The Seattle Seahawks, they lost at home. Tom Brady goes without a touchdown. First game I can remember in a long time that he didn't throw a touchdown. Also, fantasy news here Gronk did not practice today. This is Wednesday. If he doesn't practice tomorrow, which would be Thursday, you got to worry if he's going to play. Let's that hope means, he doesn't. That means Bennett. Bennett had a good game last week. I didn't start him. Brait. Yeah, well, Brait, he did good, too. Yeah, but I'm playing Gronk this week. You're playing Gronk. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I hope he doesn't. Then in out of spite, I'm yes. going to put in Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. So, New England, can they get back on their winning ways against these San Francisco 49ers? God, I hope so, right? You got to think that yeah. Brady's going curb snob these kids. Yes. So, I, I would take him. I'd take I'm going to take New England. With it doesn't the matter what the number is. San Francisco, like we mentioned last week, historically could be the worst defense of all time, they're saying. They're giving up the most rush yards, giving up passing yards galore. So, yeah, Brady will have a field day. Let's go New England minus the 13, and we'll go over the 51. New England might get 51 in the first quarter. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Next up, well, we're flying. Philadelphia through Seattle. Oh, through Philadelphia at Seattle, 425 kick. Seattle, a six-point favorite. People are on the bandwagon now, Hank. Russell Wilson looking healthy. They just beat New England. Everybody jumping on board. As we mentioned, Christine Michael gone. Full dose of C.J. Procise because Rawls is out at least one more week. So Procise, a must-start this week. Must-start. Don't worry. Gotcha. Philadelphia playing better, too. Wentz. Eh, they beat Atlanta last weekend, but it's not because of Wentz. He put up nine fantasy points last week. Come what, on, Wentz. What, what. But what can he do on the road? Seattle minus six, total 44. I think Seattle looks better because of Russell Wilson, and I think yes. it opened up the running of C.J. Procise, so I would go with Seattle 
for this game. Me too. I like Seattle minus the six at home. They got the 12th man rooting them on in the corner. Let's go minus the six Seattle. I'm going to lean under the total 44. I think it'll be right there at the number. Next up, 8.30 Sunday night action. Green Bay Packers at Washington Redskins. The Green Bay Packers are reeling, lost several in a row. They might not even win their division, Hank. And in their division is Chicago, Minnesota, who's dead. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Detroit might win this division. <laughs> Detroit- I just got choked up. I'm sorry. Did you say Detroit? Detroit might win this division. If Green Bay doesn't turn it around, I mean, Detroit's got every chance to win this thing. Green Bay's defense giving up a ton. This could be a fantasy fantasy football player's dream. This offense, Green Bay and Washington's offense, against two real stinky defenses. Washington is actually a three-point favorite at home. The total's 50-and-a-half. Well, like you said, I mean, they're not going to stop anybody. So I think that over is probably doable. I feel better about taking that instead of going in with Washington. Washington. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. And just some fantasy news. Ty Montgomery, who has been Green Bay's wide receiver slash running back, now James Starks, is back in the mix. Ty Montgomery can almost be cut. If I hate to do it because I've got him on my team, but Starks is getting all the run now. Randall Cobb is back healthy. Montgomery doesn't really have the role that he did. I might hold on to him for one more week. And on the Washington side, look for Crowder, Jameson Crowder. Um, Kirk Cousin, he's been going to this dude. I, I think he's called a touchdown maybe three out of four games. Playing very well. So if you need a flex spot this week, Jameson Crowder might be the guy. Let's go. I'm going Washington minus the three, and Hank and I both like the over 50 and a half. Last but not least, Hank, your Oakland Raiders get another primetime game on a Monday night. They deserve it. At home, too. Two primetime games, Sunday night and Monday night. Oakland winning their division in the AFC West, playing Houston, who, you know, Houston's not very good, but they're – they're okay. Oakland, six-point favorite at home, total 46-and-a-half. Can they keep it going? Please. It's of easy, course right? they do. They're going to win this game. There's no no problem with that. That's an easy – It's Whoa. number three play of the century. He's very confident over here, guys. Very, very confident. I like Oakland, too, in this spot. Brock Osweiler, until he can prove he can do anything offensively, you know, Oakland is going to score some points. So, uh, yeah, I'm all over Oakland Raiders, too, minus the five-and-a-half, six, if you will, and I'm going to lean under the 46-and-a-half. All right, Hank, before we roll on, that wraps up the Fantasy 45. There's a couple big college games this week, right? So you've heard the the playoff, the BCS Final Four was announced last night. So you've got Alabama 1, Ohio State 2, Michigan was three, and Clemson is four. Even after those big upsets last week. Did right. you watch any of those by chance? I didn't get to watch any of them. Holy cow. It was crazy. It was like one after another after another, all in a 30-minute span. Boom, boom, boom. Number two, three, and four all go down. So <clears throat> let's look at a quick game this college football weekend that might sway where these guys will possibly end up. And while I'm looking this up, Hank, did you watch Duke or Kentucky or any of these you know, college basketball's kicked back did. in gear. I did. Um, I watched the Kentucky game last night. I, you know, I'm a Carolina fan. I, I, I don't necessarily want to watch Duke to watch Duke. Yes. Um, when I found out that they lost, I was happy. Um, <laughs> but you know, just like any other Kentucky team ever out there, there's three freshmen on the floor and they look sick. It's unbelievable. And you know, the, the word on the street is, is that they don't even have to use a dry erase board with these kids because they are so basketball trained and they have a high basketball IQ wow. that all he does is like says the play, this is what it is mm-hmm. and they get it. And to say that for the quality of athlete that they're getting is pretty scary. That's pretty impressive. You know, I noticed there's this dude, I think his name's something Fox. He had like the dreads and he played, he was a tall guard. It was phenomenal. Not to do the hit all those threes. That guy was yeah. named with Monk, Malik Monk. Monk. Yeah. yeah. He was all, he was crazy, but it was another guard. You could just tell he's a freshman. He looks like a freshman, but the way he spaced and he moved on the basketball court, he just like you said, he looked like he just knew the game upside down. Well, like, you, you know what I mean? Those kids have been playing in like, 
high-level AAU since they were like seven. Sure. So, you know, you start talking about playing the best in the country at any age group. Right. You're just going to get bigger. I mean, better. And these kids, these freshmen coming in, I would love to know, like, how connected they are to the top 50 recruits in the country. Because, mm-hmm. you know, with all the Nike camps and all these camps yep. that they go to, you know they know all these kids all really them. well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm glad college basketball is back. It's actually probably my favorite sport uh, to watch. So welcome home, college basketball. And just moving quickly here, Hank. So here are the big games on Saturday. Actually, a big game is on Thursday. Louisville is playing Houston. Remember the beginning of the year, Houston, Oklahoma. Houston upset Oklahoma. Houston was going to be the – make it to a big, big bowl game where they've lost two games since then. But they are playing at home, and their quarterback is finally healthy. Louisville minus the 14 on the road at Houston. I think Houston might keep this game close. What do you think? I think you're right. I mean, you know, Houston played well at the beginning of the year, and half of it was because of their quarterback wasn't very healthy. So I think they keep it close. Yep. A couple more, Hank. We've got we've got the LSU-Florida makeup game. This is just interesting because, you know, this is the game that happened when the hurricane was going on. They had to postpone it. Now it's rescheduled. It's at Death Valley, LSU. LSU, a 14-point favorite against Florida. The total is only 38. What would you do here? Mm, to tell you the truth, I don't know. Um, I, I kind of – I kind of would lean towards LSU, um, you know, playing at home. I think that they have a better chance of pulling that out. Yep. And last but not least, this game is at number nine, Oklahoma against number 14, West Virginia is really to decide the big 12. The winner of this has an upper hand and actually the winner of this, which is unbelievable to say, but still has a chance to make the BCS final four. They're saying Oklahoma with just an upset win by, let's say Michigan beats Ohio state and then, Penn State loses to Wisconsin and the Big Ten, blah, blah, blah. Oklahoma can still squeeze in to the BCS like they've done the last couple of years. That's what it seems like. Right. Oklahoma almost always falls into the Final Four. Right. Oklahoma on the road, minus two and a half against West Virginia. Any thoughts here? It's an eight o'clock kick Saturday. Doesn't night. it feel like Oklahoma's always underachieving? Always. Always That's underachieving. The way I feel about them. Right. And so year. I'm going to go with West Virginia. Me too, dude. I like West Virginia on the road, I mean, at home. To prove a point, to say, you know, Oklahoma, yeah, you underachieve. You're supposed to be so much better. We're going to get you at home, and we're going to tell everybody we're the best in the Big 12. The best, Jerry. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, buddy. Well, let's move on out of here. But before we go, anything fun happening for you this weekend? Uh, I am going to watch the Hornets play Atlanta tomorrow night. We are going, uh, me and Ray and uh, Harris and JB. Cool. We're going to go watch them play Atlanta. And then on Saturday morning, uh, Harris wants to run the turkey trot. We'll be out there too, buddy. Nice. We will be turkey trotting. So we'll see you out there bright and early. And I think Saturday, there's a couple little oyster roasts going on in town too. So it should be a fun, fun weekend in Hickory, North Carolina. Before we leave, we just want to say a little prayer out to the firefighters that are helping us. Thinking of you guys. And, um, yeah, do all you can to support those firefighters. All right, Hank? All righty. Have a great weekend. Peace. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.